you know, in my opinion, the only original content is three things. The person, which is your face and voice, the personality, which is the, you know, things that make you you, your flavor, your personal brand, the things that you like. And then last, but probably most importantly, is your perspective, the point of view, the lived experiences. And that's the part that gets really scary to share. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity. And it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, be it, babe. Okay, this is really going to be a lot of fun. First of all, my guest today is just an epic human being. You're going to love getting to know her story. You're also going to immediately start following her and you're going to just love watching her stories and her life. She's just a colorful human being that just brings like joy to your face. Her name is Telsey Pites and she has a really non-linear, amazing story of what got her to where she is now, which you will, um, when you look her up, you'll see that she does incredible social media content um, education and coaching, but in a way that is different than any social media content creating coach I've ever watched. It is so approachable. And I promise you this whole interview is not about social media because I know not everyone I know. And you're like, oh, social media. Look, <laughs> you, I really want you to listen to her journey because there are ups and downs. There are these amazing highs where you're like, oh my God, she's made it. And then really in equal opposite lows. And I think it's so important that you hear a woman's story about that because it's what you know that when those things have happened to you or when they happen to you or if they happen to you, um, it doesn't reflect poorly on you and that is actually can be a launch pad. So I want you to listen to her story at the beginning. And then for those of you who do want to hear how to like not hate your social media so much, there's some really great tips. So here's Chelsea Pites. Enjoy this conversation and thank you for being a listener of the Be a Pod. I truly appreciate you. We could not do this without you. Um, like seriously, the podcast wouldn't exist if they're like, no one's listening. So thank you. Thank you for sharing this friend. Thank you for listening. And here is Chelsea Bites. Loves, it's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot. No, you can have the amazing food from your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it, babe. This is going to be fun because one, I am very good friends with this guest. I'm so happy that she is in my life. So forgive us if we just go off on some tangents, but I think you'll actually enjoy it because I'll feel like you're like in the room with having a conversation with a great friend. Chelsea Pites is our guest today. Chelsea, will you tell everyone who you are and what you rock at? 
I know our faces like you should see them right now because we are so excited to see each other. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, I am Chelsea Pites and I am a former real estate agent who became a real estate uh, keynote speaker, author, educator, all focused on social media and marketing with heart and humanity, not hustle or hacks and how to align the online you with the incredible human you are offline, which is extremely vulnerable, especially when we're creating content about ourselves and putting it on display for the world. So I'm excited to be here today. Thanks for the invitation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's true. Before I hit record, we already planned our next time we're seeing each other in person. So (laughs) we got those important things out of the way. Okay. So I have a few questions. One, what you do, what you, what you're known for, that's a lot already like real estate being into real estate. That's, that's actually really hard to get really good at that than to be a keynote speaker. And then to also transition that into using, helping people with their social media to do those things that you did. Um, part of me is like, did you ever like, were you ever like, am I sure am I doing this? Is the right thing to do? Did you ever feel like, like you were just throwing things at the wall to see what sticks or like, did it feel like a natural progression? Uh, yeah, all of that. It was a hot mess dumpster fire. There was no, no idea in my mind ever that I would be doing what I'm doing today. I had no idea until it really found me, um, that teaching was my passion. Um, and sort of the vulnerability was my uniqueness. And it really started when I was a child. I did not know at the time. I didn't know until I was in my forties and officially quote diagnosed Um, that I grew up with a a different kind of brain. Mm -hmm. Um, You might call it neurodivergent. Um, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. And that was not something that in the 80s, (laughs) at least in my home, um, was really ever addressed or talked about. So for many, many, many years, I thought there was something wrong with me, that Mm -hmm. it was a negative, that it was going to hold me back for my entire life. And I had some difficulties sort of processing and learning And what I realized is that truly became one of my superpowers because I had no idea that because I needed to break things down, complex topics in a very specific way that might have taken me four times longer than anyone else, that people might have looked over and thought, what are you doing? What's what is happening over there? Drawing these things and pulling things apart, because that's how I could process them and understand them. And so I didn't know that that would be helpful to other people. I mm-hmm. thought, well, this is the way that I've done it. And it's kind of a strange process maybe to other people because it's not linear um, and it's kind of all over the place. And I wish I could kind of put it down on paper, but it's just how my my process works. So what really kind of I thought was going to be a negative absolutely kind of turned into a positive for me um, and had no idea that that was going to help so many other people sort of see how that we could take this big complex idea of content creation and copywriting and social media and branding, which like what even is all that, right? Right, right. (laughs) Um, And be able to sort of systematize it and also humanize it too. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I do, I think so many people would think like they would whisper like, oh, I have OCD or like, you know, it's like this thing that they don't want anyone to know about. But more and more, I've interviewed some people that like, one of my guests was um, Daniela uh, Masnick Young, and she's like, my neurodivergence, my autism is the reason why you couldn't put me in the cult. <laughs> like, she was born into a cult. She joined the military, which was she felt was another cult. And she's like, the reason, because my brain works like this, it actually is my superpower. And 
And I think the more people like you and Danielle share that, the more we can maybe stop thinking of these things like dyslexia or a different way of learning as things that are holding you back. And in fact, it's a superpower and it's probably what's going to help you help so many others. So I think that's really cool. With real estate and then going into speaking, I guess like what was the draw there? Because I'm sure you were probably like my friends were in real estate. Like they just do that. Like that's their thing. (laughs) And they do it really, really well. Was there something calling to you? Were you just being pulled or did someone ask you to? Yeah. My story even into real estate is, is kind of an interesting one, um, that I never planned to go into that. I actually out of college was working, um, at a local gym and I was a personal trainer and it just so happened that I ended up sort of being mentored by the owner of this this facility and learning sort of the behind the scenes of a business and how to expand it. And if you wanted to have multiple locations, and I think I probably had to be, you know, 19 or 20. So I was, I was pretty young and learning all of that. And um, I ended up going to take on another position that this particular mentor who owned this company had gotten for me. And uh, I ended up meeting my now husband. Um, we've been married uh, almost 20 years. So what? we met uh, 22, <laughs> 22, 20, 22 years ago. And I got a phone call one day and he said, hey, you know what? I have this project I think you'd be perfect for. Would you be willing to move to another state? And I'm like, of course, that sounds exciting. Like a, a big girl job and like running things. And we were taking companies that were going bankrupt and turning them into profitable fitness projects and and expanding them. So, um, you know, they said, well, hey, do you do you have any great people that you can bring along? And I'm like, well, I know this guy who's great at sales, who now is my husband. And I brought a few other people and we went up there. We moved out of state to Oregon. And uh, one day uh, I noticed something was off uh, in the accounting because I was doing the accounting. It turns out my mentor who brought us all up there had embezzled all of the company money including all of our salaries for the entire year, all of our house payments for the entire year. And I just remember we opened up our front door and I literally sold everything because I didn't know anyone. We didn't have any money. I felt terrible that I had brought these people oh from another state. Yeah. Um. And so when we drove home in, in oh my, my geo prism, <laughs> my geo prism in a 22 hour drive and I sold everything. Like I remember I sold my KitchenAid mixer for 50 bucks. That was like the most expensive thing I owned like at the time. And, um, <laughs> and people you know, are moved, like stirring and they're, co- they're cooking, you know, like looking at their kitchen and going, Oh my God, you slept for $50. I know. I know. And so we, en- we drove back to Arizona and I moved in with my now mother-in-law and we lived in this little house together and I got my real estate license. I never intended on using it. I thought, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? This is such a niche industry that I've been in and how, what do I do now? And so I sort of fell into real estate uh, and that's that's how I got into it. And I did it for, you know, as a, I was 10 years as a uh, full-time realtor. I was licensed for 18. And I've been in that industry overall for 24 years. So wow. I, I did not intend to ever get into real estate or speaking or writing or any of that. It just sort of evolved. You know, thank you for sharing that because I think sometimes people are like in a position in a different place than where they want to be. And they're like they're, you know, feeling like they should be further along or they're feeling like, you know, this is like what this is. I'm, my resume doesn't even make sense. And really like, I've just figured out like, no, I don't think anyone's resume makes sense. I think everyone makes them make sense. <laughs> but it's a really long time to be in something. Um, 
that you probably that you fell into. Um, were you were you scared to start speaking or and, get, and then like how did that lead into the social media thing? Because I feel like maybe things were overlapping at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I ended up in 2008. If anybody listening remembers those years, it was an interesting economic <laughs> economic situation happening here. And I just remember I'm I'm, I'm a high empath. Um, very sensitive. I actually was going to become a therapist before I, you know, actually went into all the things that I did. So I kind of jokingly call myself the social media therapist, but I'm highly <laughs> empathetic, highly sensitive. And I thought, oh my gosh, it'd be poor form if I'm crying in every session with every one of my clients. <laughs> so <laughs> I really wanted to be a therapist. Um, so um, I found myself um, very upset in that year because I was going to client's house after client's house, including our own. We lost all of our homes. Mm. Um, and people were crying in their kitchen and they're like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I'm losing my home. Like, can you help me? And it was, it was a lot. So I decided that I was going to take a little break from being a realtor and I, um, became someone that helped realtors with marketing. Now I didn't know what I was doing. So if this can be a lesson to anyone out there, I'm a big believer and you don't have to know what you're doing. <laughs> like I always hired people on my team that had the passion and the desire to learn mm-hmm. um, that you didn't necessarily have experience. And so I had no experience. I had no experience in real estate when I started. I had no experience in marketing when I started. I was committed to figuring things out and I loved the learning part of it. So as I was learning, I was very frustrated that there wasn't just like one place that you could go where people told you everything. Right. And I thought, well, I'm just going to make that as I go. Yeah. And so um, I started helping people learn how to use Snapchat. That that was the platform <laughs> in the old days. In the old days. <laughs> it makes me think and, of like Eliza Schleicher special, like elder millennial, come around the Snapchat fire children. Let me tell you about dial-up. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. And you know, this this really strange thing and wonderful thing happened at the same time is I started getting on this app because I was making my coffee in the morning and I heard, you know, Gary Vee talking about Snapchat. And he said something that really stood out to me. And he said, you know, it's it's not about this disappearing content being nefarious or why are why are people on it? What do they want to disappear? It's really about attention and you know, being in the moment with someone. I thought, you know. I'm just going to give this a try. Now, you have to remember back then, we didn't have live video. We didn't have Instagram stories. This was the first thing that you opened up and there was no there was no feed. There was no people. It was literally like you had to create something and it was a camera. And so mainly you were probably talking to the camera. And then I remember meeting other people because I would search for people in real estate and I would find people through through this the Snapchat grapevine. And I started talking to these people every day and I would see them in their sacred spaces. I would see them in their living room and I would see their families and I would see their pets. And I remember my husband came home one night and and I said, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe what happened to Shannon. And he's like, who's Shannon? I'm like, well, she's my Snapchat friend. He's like, oh, honey. He's like, honey, these aren't real people. These aren't, these, you don't know these people. And I said, no, 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 no. There's something different about this. And so, um, you know, long story short, we there was 24 of us that ended up meeting and doing a, a you know mastermind together in person, and it was beautiful and wonderful. And I still talk to those people to this day, mm-hmm. and that was you know in 2012 or 2013. And so I went on this journey of really studying brains, biology, and behavior, and and how we actually scientifically create screen to screen relationships. And let me tell you, that was not a keynote. That sold very well until 2020. (laughs) 
Oh. Yeah. And, okay. Well, now we're going to have to be on a screen and we're going to have to, how do we be human through a device? And oh my gosh, for the rest of our lives, we are going to be connecting to other people in some form or fashion, whether it's a podcast or a Zoom meeting or a FaceTime with a client through technology. Yeah. And so how do we create those connections? And so, yeah, that was, that was sort of, you know, I, I wanted to learn Snapchat and one person asked me how to use it. And then it became three and four and then a 10 person class and a 30 person class. And then it was a 300 room stage. It, it never, and I, and I think that my, my superpower and how I got to those and kept getting asked was because of that special brain where mm-hmm. I had a way to break it down where if you would never use this thing, how you could systematically sort of understand it and try it. And it was okay if you were afraid. It was okay if you didn't want to put your face on. We can still find ways for to use the tools. And so I think a lot of people were used to hearing, oh, you have to do this. You can only be successful if you do it this way and that way. And you have to post this many times. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm making it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually really do enjoy your feed because it's like the most approachable social media content coach I've ever met. Um, uh, okay. I, there's a few things I want to like go back to. So one, um, 2008 was also, uh, I was in retail. So that's when, and I was, I became a Pilates instructor, but I was just going to do as a side hustle. And when everyone was canceling their Alhambra water delivery, they were paying for classes with me because they were just reevaluating how they spent their money and things like that. So, um, people thought I was crazy to do like that change. And, and I feel like those that time. And then also you brought up 2020, I had been doing business coaching for Pilates instructors since 2010. And <laughs> I was doing like how to convert first time clients. And like, just like you, it's like, people were just like, not like, la 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 la, not, just not listening to me. And we had this coaching group that we started in 2018. And it was like, just pulling teeth to get people to be in it because they're like, they'll come in for a month and they expect their business to change in a month. And we all know like, it doesn't change in a month. Like it's just, you're, you're in these things for a while and they change over time. But in May, I had already started teaching on Skype y'all, um, before zoom, there was Skype. I've been teaching yes, on that there was. <laughs> since like, I don't know, 2017. Yeah. And yeah. we were flying home from Cambodia on, uh, March 13th, March 14th in Cambodia. And I was like, first of all, all of my, all of my contracts were being canceled. And I was like, okay, I owe all this money back. And, um, I have a studio that's closed, uh, before I even get there and no one knows how to do this. So I taught a workshop on how to teach on zoom, how to price your sessions. And then, um, and then finally people paid attention, you know, and then it was this whole thing because they needed to figure it out. And, um, was a really big tipping point for like people finally going, Oh, I need, I need to know how to do my business now. Cause I can't just like trust it'll be the same all the time. So I find you guys, the whole point in sharing that story, I just go off Chelsea's is like, sometimes the worst, absolute worst times in our life are really just like setups, um, for like really cool things. So, okay. Social media, my goodness, we all hate it and we love it and we need it. Um, you, when I first met you said, I help people be vulnerable on social media. And I was like, Oh, that I want to know. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty vulnerable already, but like so many people are scared to do that. And they feel like they have to put up some sort of front and they're worried what people will say. And so I just has like, let's talk about more about why you feel that being vulnerable is so important. And then like how to do that, um, in a be it till you see it kind of way. Yeah, my my focus is really overcoming limiting beliefs and and to be completely transparent which we have been I love your podcast because that's what it's all about. 
as somebody who struggles with at times crippling anxiety um, Mm -hmm. with OCD my entire life since I was six years old, the idea of me being vulnerable in a public forum is terrifying. And mm-hmm. in fact, my my therapist is like, okay, exposure therapy. Here's what we're <laughs> going to do today. Because my, you know, my biggest fear is a troll, right. a troll comment. Ooh, that's so scary, right? Um, and, you know, I deal with a lot of people who are not full-time content creators, nor have a desire to be. And I was never taught like copywriting. That is not my wheelhouse. So these are all things that I've kind of been learning. So there's a lot of complexity. So first you have a layer of complexity of how to use the thing, the socials, the platforms, and then how do you make the videos? And then you want to add in limiting beliefs on top of that when we're talking about video insecurity. And so just very, very simply... My best tip that I can share about limiting beliefs, which is is why we have difficulty showing up online as our as our true selves. And I'm not talking about, you know, oversharing or sharing private things, you know, personal versus private, two totally different things. You know, in my opinion, the only original content is three things. The person, which is your face and voice, the personality, which is the, you know, things that make you you, your flavor, your personal brand, the things that you like. And then last, but probably most importantly, is your perspective, the point of view, the lived experiences. And that's the part that gets really scary to share Mm -hmm. because we all know that not everybody is going to agree with our perspective, whether it's about the type of style that you teach Pilates, whether it's about whether you think the market is great to buy or sell a house right now. Uh, whether you think that less content is actually going to be a, a, a better strategy, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. People will not agree with it. And so the limiting beliefs around um, showing up online, and really that's where we get frustrated is because people are like, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing, I've gone to all the conferences. I've taken the classes. Like it just said to show up consistently and I'm doing that. Uh-huh. And where is all my business? Yeah. Yeah. Just post every day <laughs> or that one, what one guy uh, who's like, you do, you do a reel a day. You post two times a day. You go live, you do this. And I'm like, I have to eat lunch at some point. Like when is that? Happen? Yeah. And that, that's strat- that is a strategy that does work. And also for me as somebody who is highly anxious and has a lot of content stress, is burnout city. Mm-hmm. Um, I become paralyzed. And so I can't do that. Um, so I'll, I will start, share some strategies for those who also are feeling content stress as well. Um, but in this particular limiting beliefs discussion, what I ask myself is one simple question, and then I'll give you a couple of examples for yeah. it as well. So the limiting beliefs that we have, first of all, the reason we're frustrated with our social media results nine times out of 10 is because there's a, there's a mismatch between the human being that you are in your content in your videos and the person that you are in in the real world. And we also have a lot of mindsets around, well, this is social media. It's not the real world. And it's not, right? Um, it's very different. However, it's not not real life just because I'm coming through a device. All of us spent years from 2020 to 2022 and beyond having birthdays and holidays and happy hours and meetings with human beings through devices like this. Mm-hmm. And was it as good as being in person? Of course not. However, when I told my parents who I didn't see for two and a half years, I love you guys. I miss you. I can't wait to see you again. Nobody would say that's not real. So it, it's different, you know, mindsets around it. But a lot of us, when it comes to creating content, specifically videos with us in it, 
feel this limiting belief of, I, I can't stand how I look. I, ca I can't stand my voice. I'm not an expert enough yet. People have said everything there is to say. Who am I to bring something new to the table? What if I don't have any stories to tell? And so my main question, if those are things running through your head, which is very normal, they run through mine. Okay. Uh, the, the question I ask is what would you do in real life? Mm. What would you do in real life? And most of your social media frustrations and questions can be answered by that one question. And so here's the example, right? The the age old, I can't stand my voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about what would you do in real life? Let's imagine you're meeting a client, you're at the Starbucks or whatever, you're at your local coffee shop and they ask you a question and you know the answer to the question. This is your wheelhouse. This is your superpower. But instead of you actually answering the question, you're furiously writing on a notebook pad and you're writing, 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 and you silently slide it across the table. And it says on the note, hey, I have the best answer for this. Here's the thing. I've heard my voice on video. It's cringe. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to write. If you don't mind, you sound great. So if you don't mind, just go ahead and talking. And I'm going to go ahead and write it out. <laughs> we see that these things clearly are illogical and that we would never do them in the real world. So <laughs> a lot of these mindsets. So much. Like that's just yeah. like, it just like, like that just so comes a little creeper. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like oh but now we realize we're like oh gosh we, we wouldn't do that yeah. in real life and and you know it's like you know a lot of people are posting content that's that doesn't have them in it and that is you know there's nothing wrong with sales focused content but that's like throwing your business cards in someone's face and running away and mm -hmm. then getting really mad that they didn't do business with you and mm -hmm. then you know you're telling your friend i i even gave them the good cards oh the ones that you had professionally designed yeah with the logo on it and they still didn't want to do business with me what would you do in real life you'd get to know someone you'd talk to them you'd ask them questions this is the same exact thing we're just doing it in a different vehicle. Yeah. So it's not the destination. It, it's it's just a vehicle to get to the destination of creating actual real relationships um, through technology, which I think is great because it's free and it's at scale. And 24 years ago, I had to have your phone number and call you. And oh my gosh, you had to answer for me to yes. actually talk to you. <laughs> yes, I know. Like I think about uh, the people, like I think about even when I started teaching Pilates, like it was 2008. So Facebook was kind of a thing, but like not where you'd promote yourself. Like you were just like, it was like, what are you thinking about? Or like, what are you doing? Like, that's what you like wrote. And it was like going to get Starbucks. Like it was just a weird thing that no one had to use. So I think about like, how did I have to get clients? I had to like pound the pavement and like talk to strangers and like figure out a way that they wouldn't go. She's a, <laughs> she is a stranger talking to me. And it's true. We have this big joke uh, at Profit Applies. We go, when you put like class at 6 p.m., you're basically trying to get strangers to sleep with you. Like that is a humongous commitment. Like if you think about when in a bar, if you're in a bar and I was like, look, maybe I'm dating myself, but that's how I found that's how I found dates. Go to a bar. The dude who came up and was just like trying to make out with you, you're like, hold on. But the guy from across the bar who like made the eye contact and then commented on your shirt and then asked you your name, like that was the one you wanted even because the other one came on too strong. That's what it's like when you're like, come take my class, buy my thing. You're like basically like in their face coming on too strong. They just met you. Try not to sleep with them on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a great analogy. <laughs> I think business and dating are very similar. So uh, in my my past life, I wrote a dating blog. And so that's kind of how that my brain works oh, there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That. Oh, I know. I, I made dating my job back in 2013, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of how I got into blogging. But anyways, enough about me. I really like how you said, like, think about 
your social media as like what you would do in real life. So if you don't like your voice, like what would you really do? Um, you guys, if it helps, I don't really like the sound of my voice, but exposure therapy, I have to listen to every podcast. <laughs> I have to watch any YouTube video that we put out. Yeah. I like, ha- and I have to like watch my face. I'm like, really? What is going on with my eye there? Like, <laughs> And let yes. me tell you, none of the trolls have even said what's going on with my eye there. So like, it's really <laughs> quite funny how we get a little judgmental. People don't hear your voice the same way that you do. No, they don't. And I, I just want to give a little bit of a, a scientific reason that that all of us are kind of going through that. Mm. Um, you know, the worst thing is, you know, people say public speaking is like the biggest fear. I honestly think it's watching your own videos back sometimes, <laughs> especially can you imagine if you had to do it in front of people, people that knew you, your friends? Oh, that's even like cringier. So a lot of us are people that want to be prepared and and we're creating content that positions us as an authority in our field, whatever that may be. And so naturally we start to prepare and we might have a script. We may write out ideas. We may think that we have to appear as a specific persona or version of ourselves to be taken seriously and, and build that authority. And so what happens as people who want to be prepared, we do these things. And then what happens is the mismatch on the video because mm-hmm. We are, if you're scripting or if you're memorizing, you are thinking about the third bullet point and your mouth and face are on the first one. And and it it activates a different part of our brain Mm -hmm. that is into memorization and reading versus the actual conversation. And so then what usually happens is we have these warmth cues in our face that are completely dull. And that's not how we're used to talking and seeing ourselves and imagining ourselves talking. And so when we watch that back, we're like, ooh that that's me but it, it it it's a misalignment also we're usually not moving our bodies or moving our hands and one of the funny things i tell people is try to do a walk and a talk because it's oddly will distract your mind from every single thing that you're saying mm-hmm. and how your voice sounds so i wish i had those tips when i was starting video and back in the old days because i just had the mindset that if you just keep doing it You'll sweat your way through it. And friends, I didn't watch a video of mine for five years. I don't recommend that strategy. (laughs) However, if that is the self-awareness that you have where you will not make another video if you watch it back, then don't watch it back. Mm -hmm. Because I knew at that time in my life, in that season, I was not going to make another video if I watched it back. Now I do watch my videos back and I... I, um, feel much more comfortable with it. But um, I didn't have those. I didn't know the why. Why am I feeling so off when I see myself? And by the way, scientifically, the acoustics in your brain are different. So the fact that you hear yourself differently than you think you sound, everybody does. It's been scientifically proven. And we are typically looking in the mirror when we're getting ready in the morning and often we're seeing a reverse image mm. and my face is not symmetrical. So it's like this, this incongruence in your brain where you're like, I know that's my face, but it looks a little bit different. You change those warmth cues too. And then you have this like double layer and you don't even realize that's happening. It's subconscious, right? We're just picking up on something is off. And the only thing we can attribute it to is it's us. Yeah. We're the problem, right? Yeah. So yeah. So there's a, you know, a lot of, a lot of work also too, that goes into, gosh, my least favorite words, authenticity and value when it comes to social media and content. And, and they're my least favorite only because they're the most underexplained. Yes. It's very hard to be authentic in front of a camera. Like, what does that mean? Right. The value. Well, of course we want to provide value, but like, 
exactly what is value? Can mm-hmm. you define that for me? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are like, oh, you're so comfortable on camera. And I love that it's authentic. And I'm like, yeah, well, it wasn't always. And right. to tell someone, just be yourself on camera is really hard because we should be self-aware and know ourselves, but we're really not. And that's yeah. been sort of the yeah. journey of of self-awareness that I've been going through for years and will continue to go through. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. Also the permission to not watch. I had to learn how to do iMovie back in, I must've been 2013. Um, maybe it was 2014. Um, because these girls that I trained to be Pilates instructors were like, you should audition for the next Pilates anytime instructor. And I was like, I, what do I have to do? And they're like, we have to have a YouTube channel. And I was like, so, okay, already like now I got to learn tech. I have to like, and I had to like film it. Of course, this is you guys, people don't believe when Brad and I said we didn't have a tripod for a long time. Tripods were expensive back then, you guys. You now you yes. get like a $12 like thing that will hold your phone. It will last for years. This tripod, the first tripod we bought was over a hundred dollars. <laughs> it was so expensive to like have it do what we need to do. So Brad would have to hold really still. So my girlfriend's like holding my phone really still. We have to wait for the fire trucks to go by, right? We film the thing. I have to now edit you know, the beginning and the end, I have to upload this whole thing. And I saw myself teach. And I, if it hadn't been for those girls, I would never have submitted because they were like, they took the time out of their day to be the body, to film it. And I was like, Oh my God, who's going to vote for me? You guys, I ended up in the top 10 and yeah, huge. Like because my peers, like the, these famous teachers had to like vote me in. And then I didn't win, but I had this video out there when Brad was like, you have to do YouTube. I was like, no, I shouldn't do it. Like my go back to perspective, like there's people been teaching longer than me. Who might I do this? And he's like, I don't care. You're going to do it. You guys, I didn't watch any of those videos for years. Brad edited them. Um, they went up and I, it took me years before I'd actually watch one start to finish. Um, you get better when you watch yourself back. I'm just going to tell you right now, you can actually you speed the process <laughs> up because you can go, Oh, it looks really weird when I do that thing. Okay, I won't do that thing. Like, it doesn't have to be like you're terrible. But we left all those videos up and people, you know, either they just see that my hair has gotten longer, but I leave them up because I think it's important for people to see like how far I've come, not just with technology, which has changed amazingly, but also just you get better the more you do things. Like, that's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. And that's the human experience, really. It, it's It's the person who's watching you now that went down the rabbit hole because they want to be, they're inspired by you and they want to do what you're doing and happen to find videos from 2013. And I would venture to to guess that that person isn't like, oh my gosh, look at this back when she was that. It's wow, look at this Mm -hmm. and how how I could start here and and I could become that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I want people to see that because I am a human being who evolves and changes and, and permission giving is a big part of my, my ethos and my brand, because I tell people, listen, if you don't feel like showing your face right now, okay, listen, maybe you're put, maybe you're taking care of a parent. Maybe your parent is leaving their home and you're, you're helping them, you know, figure out their, their life. Uh, maybe you just, lost your job. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're just having a mental health challenge right now. And that's okay. You know, there's different seasons of life and Mm -hmm. business, and you have the permission to do what you need to do to take care of yourself first. And if you're like, I just want to post once a week, and that's just what I want to do. Great. Let's make it an awesome one. Let's let's make that the one thing you want to do. If you don't want to show your face in videos, okay, 
let's figure out how we can still create relationships that don't require that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I am all about permission. Oh yeah. I love that. I, I think that's really, I think it's important because you're a human being and like, you're going to have different times in your life. And like, yeah, especially if you have a business that requires putting yourself out there, you're going to have to, you might have to keep doing that, even going through things, but you can do that in different ways. It doesn't have to always mm-hmm. be the same. I, mm-hmm. I really um, enjoy, I enjoy that permission. I also really love your outlook on social media because you're right. You don't, you don't have to do it every day. It's not be your job. In fact, it's not, <laughs> even though social media is kind of your job, it's not your job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's not what you do full time. You do other things. I want to ask you like what you're super excited about right now. What's coming up for you? Oh, I am super excited that I am doing something that I swore I would never do. And if I'm being really honest, I probably knew that I was kind of lying to myself all these years when I said I wouldn't do another book. And um, now with uh, our amazing group that that we mastermind with, I have decided I'm going to do a third book. And uh, I'm very, very, very excited about that. And um, I feel much different about it. I feel like I'm going to be very calm. I was not calm before. There was one story that people still... And I I just actually talked about it yesterday on my Instagram stories where I I posted a little snippet that I started the third book. And there was somebody that said, and this is an important lesson here within the lesson. Somebody said, I remember following you on your first book about Snapchat. And that was years, years ago. And so just people, people are connecting while they're consuming, even if they're not in your your mm-hmm. DMs or your feed every day. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one story where I was so stressed. I, I had never written a book before. I didn't know what I was doing. Another instance of that. Um, and I had printed out the whole book on my printer at home. <laughs> and I literally had cut each sentence And I had this long 13-person dining room table, and I had taken the sentences, these strips of paper that I had cut, and I was moving them around, deciding where I wanted them in different – because I just couldn't do it on the the Word document on the computer. And I remember people saying, (laughs) are you okay? Is everything okay over there? It's a very beautiful mind moment. concerned about you. (laughs) But there you go. That was my, that was the way that my brain was able Mm -hmm. to do it. But yes. um, So I'm excited because I am officially going to be creating the third book and I'm not going to self-publish it. I've self-published the other two. So I'm going to go probably hybrid model, but more traditional publishing. And it's, you know, I think, I think the title is going to be something like you know, build an uncopy pasteable brand, something mm. along, along those lines. So yeah, I'm excited. I, this is exciting. And I, you have to, well, they'll have to have you back on when you get the, then you've gone through the journey and the book is going to come out. Cause I do want people to hear that journey. We've had other authors come on and share the journey of getting the publisher. And it's, it's, there's a story in there and there's so much to go in there and it helps us all see that it's not just, it doesn't just go, like you write something, you hit print and someone's like, I'm going to buy it. So I, I really can't wait to tell that story because it's going to be beautiful. And I can't wait to buy this book when it's out already. Like it's going to be purchased uh, for many people. Chelsea, we're going to take a brief break and then find out where people find you, follow you, work with you and your beat action items. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years, I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. 
At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash beit. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Chelsea, where do you like to spend your time on the socials? Where it's your website? Where can people, if they want to learn more about social media, work with you? My favorite social platform that I hang out the most on is Instagram, primarily because of Instagram stories. They are my favorite thing in the world. And you will really get to know me and and create that. I feel like I already know you feeling. Um, So I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM. Let me know you came from the show. And also my website and Instagram, they're just my name. So my first and last name, it's Chelsea.Pites, P-E-I-T-Z. And I know you'll put that in the show notes. So definitely send me a message and let me know. I've got a ton of free courses on Instagram, downloads, guides. I really, really give everything away. Um, And my business coach is like, well, at some point you are going to have to sell something. (laughs) So you'll get a whole (laughs) bunch of free stuff. (laughs) My book is on there and everything. Um, and yeah, so that's where I hang out the most, but yeah, you can find those resources either on my Instagram profile or on my website. Perfect. Well, um, I've already started downloading them, you guys. So you will be too. Um, (laughs) okay. Before I let you go, you've already given us so many lessons and tips, but, um, for the too long didn't read or the you know, just a, maybe an action item that we didn't touch on today. What are your bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted steps people can take to be it till they see it? I'm going to give you my favorite, favorite, favorite social media tip. It's the thing that I start everything with. It'll be the second chapter of my book. And it's about changing your mindset today about the idea of content creation, because I know that's the number one challenge what do I post? I don't create content. How do I do this? I don't want to be creating videos all the time. Okay, so here's my one mindset shift for you to take on today is to reframe how you think about content and to reframe it in the sense that the most important content, the most original content, the most mind share building content that you can ever create is actually not traditional content at all. It's your conversations. And we already mentioned this earlier in the in the show. 
24 years ago, I had to have your phone number. You had to, you had to answer. I had to mail you something. I had to put postage on something. I had to drive somewhere and meet you. And now we have this beautiful opportunity to connect with other human beings, not sell to them, but literally talk to them and comment on their posts and also send them a direct message and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know, you really inspired me today. Thank you. So we have the ability to create relationships first and foremost without ever making a video. And we can do it in 30 seconds a day in our pajamas from bed. And here's the the one little extra bonus point, right? When you talk to people on the socials, whatever social media platform of your choice, the social media platform wakes up and says, oh, you want to talk to this person more in the future. So what it actually does is it trains your algorithm and it works harder and smarter for your future content. So that when you do post something, that person that you've been talking to and supporting and connecting with and, and encouraging that person is going to see your content. And they're also going to have this really positive them-focused experience because you're just supporting their content. So don't be discouraged that you need to go out and get a videographer and create content and learn all these hooks and those calls to actions. The real strategy is talking to people. And it's an old sales strategy from the beginning Mm -hmm. of sales time. How many people, how many conversations have you had today? And you can do it for free at scale from your bed <laughs> oh <my laughs> on social media. Brad is going to love this so much because he has this whole thing on like 200 no's to rejection. Like back in his sales days, he was like, he would be told like, you have, if you get rejected 200 times, you'll be successful. And so he was just like out there to talk to people and he'll go, oh, I got rejected. That's he gamified. That's one. That's two. Like, oh, that person didn't reject me. And he had a sale. Like, <laughs> so I do love this. I love it because one, it gives you all permission to consume a little bit, which might even give you some ideas. But also, you know, if you're if you're not wanting to content create yet, building those relationships is going to make you feel so supported when you do. Because all those people, you're right. Because Chelsea and I talked like, you know, look at each other's stuff. I see her pose. I'm like, oh, look at this. Oh, I've needed this today. That's so amazing. <laughs> so it really does brighten your day and it does change the social uh, experience, I think. So I love that. Chelsea, thank you for your amazingness and being you and sharing your story and being so vulnerable and giving us all permission. Um, It's just really beautiful. I'm so grateful. Y'all, how are you going to use these tips in your life? Make sure you tag Chelsea Pites or DM her. Um, Hey, you can actually do the Be It Action with her. You can actually just go have a conversation with her. I think that's actually really great. I want you to do that homework. Um, Tag the Be It pod. Let us know how you enjoyed this. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. If you want to leave us a message or a question that we might read on another episode, you can text us at plus one three one zero nine zero five 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 three four or send a DM on Instagram at Be It Pod. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan and me, Brad Crowell. It is transcribed, produced, and edited by the epic team at Desenio.co. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all of our content to our website. And finally, to Meredith Root for keeping us all on point and on time.
All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!